जय राधा माधवा कुंजा बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जनवल्लभ जय गिरीवराधारी जय गिरीवराधारी यशोदानंदन ब्रजजनरंजन यशोदानंदन ब्रजजनरंजन यशोदानंदन ब्रजजनरंजन यशोदानंदन व्रजजनरंजन यमुनतीरावनचारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे
ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಕಾಲಚಂಜಿರಾಧ ಕಾಲಚಂಜಿರಾಧೇ ಜಯ ಗೌರನೀತಾಯ ಗೌರನೀತಾಯ ಜಯ ಗೌರನೀತಾಯ ಜಯ ಗೌರನೀತಾಯ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾತ್ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾತ್ ಪ್ರಭುಪಯ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭುಪ ನಿತಾಯಿ ಗೌಡ್ ಪ್ರೇಮಾನಂದೇ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ i don't see the text that's okay i'll read from here only or i'll look it online om namo bhagavate vasudevaya narayanam namaskrityam naram chaiva narottamam devim saraswatim vyasam tato jayam mudirayet nashta prayeshu bhadreshu nityam bhagavata sevaya ಭಗವತಿರುತ್ತಮ ಶ್ಲೋಕೆ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ಭವತಿ ನೈಷ್ಠುಕಿ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾಯ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ದೇವಕೀ ನಂದನಾಯ ನಂದಗೋಪಕುಮಾರಾಯ ಗೋವಿಂದಾಯ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಒನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ಕಿಂ ಇದಂ ಸ್ವಿತ್ಕುತೋ ವೇತಿ ದೇವದೇವನ ವೇದ್ಯಹಂ ಸರ್ವಮುಖಂಯತಿಮುಖಂಯತಿಮದಾರುಣ ಕಿಂಸ್ವಿತ್ಕುತೋವೇತಿಮುಖಂಯತಿಮದಾರುಣ uh the transliteration kim what is idam this swit does it come kutaha where from va iti be either deva deva o lord of o lord of lords na not ved me do i know aham i sarvatah all around mukham directions ayati 
coming from Tejaha, effulgence, Parama, very much, Darunam, dangerous. Translation, O Lord of Lords, how is, okay, how is it that this dangerous effulgence is spreading all around? Where does it come from? I do not understand it. Purport. Anything that is presented before the Supreme Personality of Godhead should be done so after due presentation of respectful prayers. That is the standard procedure. And Sri Arjuna, although an intimate friend of the Lord, is observing this method for general information. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Jnana Anjana Shalakaya Chakshur Ulminidam Yanam Tasmai Shri Guruve Namham So, this shloka here actually uh, preceding to this is actually what happens is as we know in this current chapter which says the uh, slaying of uh, Draupadi's sons by Drona, uh, Drona's son Ashwatthama. So, he goes and releases the Brahmastra. So, as soon as the Brahmastra is released, uh, a huge, a, a very magnificent effulgence is seen, and this is almost about to engulf the, all the three worlds. So the moment Arjuna sees this, uh, this is what he is talking about because there is one effulgence which comes from the sun, whose source is Sri Krishna, and then Bhagwan himself is effulgent, and then the Master also is effulgent. So obviously Arjuna is asking this question. Uh, of course, in context of this whole chapter. I think something which I would like to also talk today is more about yesterday was Akshaya Triti. And I think uh, for a lot of bhaktas, it is an auspicious day actually. There are many multiple things which happen on Akshaya Triti. Uh, you know, it is happening on the third day of the Vaishaka month, which uh, falls in the month of May, around April or May, depends on the calendar. So, one important pastime which happens actually during Akshaya Triti is when Sudama goes and visits Sri Krishna in Dwaraka. So, why Akshaya? Akshaya means never ending, you know, always being abundant. So, what is the pastime, the Leela of Sudama and how he gets benediction of Sri Krishna and Rukmani Devi? So, it so happens that when Sudama, Krishna, obviously in those days, you know, we all send pupils, to their Guru's ashrama, Sandipani Muni's ashrama. And Sudama, who was called Kuchela when he was young, he was actually from a town called Porbandar, which we know today. And he was also a student of Sandipani Muni along with Krishna. In, in those days too, it doesn't matter, Krishna came from the house. Of course, he is born in uh, Vasudev's family, but of course, he is uh, raised as Nanda Maharaj's son and sent there. But... Uh, Kuchela comes from a very normal background as a Brahmana family. And in those days, king's sons as well as them, they all used to study together. So, the the they are taught equality from a young childhood itself. They live together. You know, they, they, they do all the performance of austerities and learning everything in the school together and learning Shastra together. And so, because, the reason is because one could say one could stay in a very lavish place to uh, to live, but the king sometimes also has to know 
how the people have to be, what suffering they undergo, what it means to be humble. So that is why in those days it is still, and even today too, it is preferable that children are sent in a, you know, an environment where they are at least gradually knowing things around, you know, because when they grow up, that is what you are training them to be. So, it so happens that once when, uh, you know, they were out, because as students, they would go and collect firewood, you know, to do, uh, to burn for cooking and everything. And it so happened that uh, once there was, you know, they, Sudama had puffed rice, you know, like chipped puff rice, which you call flat rice, he had. And he took it, you know, he was carrying it along when they went along. It so happened once that actually there was a lot of rain in the forest and Sandipuni's Muni's wife, the guru's wife, she gave them to them. There is some pastime which some people say that where he actually, once he didn't give it to Krishna, you know, when he went, he hid it a little bit himself. And I'll tell about this a little bit later. So, but so happened that Sudama was carrying this puffed rice and Krishna saw it. As a young boy, Krishna asked what it is, right? And Sudama was knew what is Krishna's background, where he's coming from. He was a little ashamed to give this rice to him. But then Lord Krishna goes and actually takes this rice from him and he says, this is my favorite rice. And he eats it actually. And the pastime goes along, the Leela, where, you know, after some time they graduate and uh, Sudama gets married. Krishna, of course, goes to Kamsa. He slays Kamsa. He go the Mahabharata war happens and then he goes to Dwaraka, you know, things happen in the in the in the course of events. But Sudama remains a very poor Brahmana still, in spite of this. Now it is said that because in that one incident he initially kind of hid giving it from Krishna, so the goddess of fortune wanted to play some Leela. This is the Leela of Bhagavan with his bhakta. You know, we cannot but what it is shown is that his karma can come as you know, we say prarabdha karma and sachita karma. Karma comes to, this is an example for us jivatmas, that how karma comes, we don't know the past. So, it so happens that his wife keeps on requesting. Sudama always thinks of Krishna as his sakha, his friend. Never, even knowing his position as supreme person, Bhagwan, he never ever, uh, you know, considers, you know, that kind of like, you know, he still shows respect to him, but in his heart and heart, he is a dear friend. And this is the bhavam he has in the, you know, towards Bhagavan Krishna. And in the course of event, he gets married, he has children. And he is such a brahmana, which is ideal, which is not possible for everyone, that he never used to store anything in his home. I mean, whatever is there, he used to go Bhavati Bhikshandehi, he used to go, come back, and that which is over is done. Nothing is stored. That is a very, very idealistic person. Not everyone can do it, right? Uh, but this is the Leela of Bhagavan Krishna, which is Bhakta, what he wants to show. So, his wife obviously goes and requests to him that your friend Krishna is the king of Dwaraka. Why don't you go and ask him something? You know? So, obviously, he hesitates. He says, no, I will not ask anything, no matter what. That is, in spite of knowing Bhagavan this Krishna is there and then in spite of he is a king, he can provide everything. But then somehow his wife requests him to say, please go take this, uh, you know, puffed rice, which is your favorite. And she packs it. Obviously, Sudama being a very, you know, poor Brahmana, he is in very old torn clothes and he goes to Dwaraka. Obviously, people in close to the palace, everyone is well decked, 
opulently dressed and initially the Dwarakala, Dwarakalapa see him, they don't want to allow him. Krishna being Bhagwan, he knows his friend has come. So he immediately comes from the throne and he comes to receive him. All the all the Dwarapalakas and everyone are astonished. The Raja himself, king, who is Krishna, of course, he comes from his throne and embracing this Brahmana who is torn in rags and riches, right? But for Bhagwan, he doesn't see all that. He sees love. You know, the body is just an external covering. For him, he sees the bhavam of the bhakta, right? And that is what is important. Like, we, like I think in the previous shloka, it was mentioned yesterday, does Bhagwan look partially to everyone? Bhagwan, Bhagwan and Srimati Radharani, we can say in Lakshmi Devi too, they provide for everyone in this universe, in Bhuloka. Animals also live in this world, they also get rain. So it is not that they are not provided. Right? We think about our existence. Just like our parents think about our, you know, their parents, you think about all your children's existence. Bhagwan and Srimati Radharani think of everyone's existence. They don't think of only you as, you know, you may be a, your child who is following a little bit better rules, but doesn't mean other people are neglected. <laughs> and I will talk a little bit more about the other uh, Leela for Akshay Tirti, what happens. So, Krishna receives Sudama in his home, you know, in his personal chamber. He comes and washes his feet. And Rukmani Devi, who is Lakshmi Devi herself, fans him, actually. Sudama feels very, very humbled and, uh, you know, in a very awkward position. Here, Bhagwan Sri Krishna is the whole master of the whole universe and he is washing my feet. Uh, and tears come out of his eyes and he sees uh, Rukmani Devi, who is Lakshmi Devi herself, fanning him. I mean, uh, you know, we can, we can only imagine that this can happen to us, which will not happen. <laughs> We should be realistic. Uh, these are examples to us to prove that we should aspire to be that nishkama karma means without any expectation. In spite of his wife having and all the difficulty he had, he didn't he didn't want to still ask anything. And Krishna, of course, knows why he has come. He's Paramatma. So he sees that pouch of his with that flattened rice and uh, he hides it from Krishna, you know, when Krishna's sight goes there. And when Krishna sees, what is it? He said, well, it is puffed rice and he humbly says. Then basically Krishna says, no, let me taste it. I, that is my favorite dish. We used to eat when younger too, when this incident happened. So, Sudama reluctantly gave the pouch to him and Krishna opened it. And Krishna took one morsel. And within first morsel only when he ate, See, it is said that when we do yajyam or sour sacrifice, Agni Devi, Agni Deva is supposed to be the mouth of Lord Krishna, Vishnu. That is where all the sacrifices go. Well, Swaha is the consort or wife of Agni Devi who accepts it on, her, on, his, on his behalf and gives it to Vishnu. So, even when we do any kind of, whether it is mantra japam or actual sacrifice, it ultimately goes to Vishnu or Krishna. He is the Yajna Purusha. Everything is to satisfy him. Like Prabhupada said and Shastra says, pouring water on the root is the most efficient. Yeah, you may have to sprinkle water once in a while on the leaves, you know, and other places. But you have to still water the root. <laughs> so 
So this is important. So immediately Krishna takes one morsel and within the first morsel only, the moment he eats Sudama's home, everything becomes a palace of gold. His wife also becomes opulently there. Everything is changed and even for not only this lifetime, his next lifetime only, that much riches has happened. Is about to eat the second and third morsel. Rukmini Devi stops because then he would have given all the three worlds of opulences to him. <laughs> so it doesn't mean Rukmini Devi. See, this is the difference. This part, this is to not show Sudama is still detached, in spite of giving the flat rice. He has no interest of wealth. His interest is only to see Krishna. In his in his bhavam, what he feels as love, that is his only only love he has. So, after this, uh, you know, the, the Leela happens and Sudama happily goes back to his home. And then when he goes back, he sees a palace of gold. He doesn't realize what happened, something changed. And finally, his children and wife starts coming and running out. And they realize this is what happened. Now, there's an important thing which I like to share actually uh, as part of this, uh, this whole Leela actually. So, the important thing is, uh, see, everyone is equal in lies in the eyes of Bhagawan. As I said, he, everyone is equal. We are all Jivatmas. We may take different bodies. We may be born in different continents in this universe and whatever form and karma we have accumulated and because of our karma. But for him, Aham Bija Prajapta Sarva Yoneshu Kauntiya. He is a seed giving father and he provides. Some directly and some through his devatas and other adi devatas which are present. Right? And he doesn't differentiate between people based on caste, wealth, anything like that. So hence we should also learn to respect each individual. This is the thing because as we say in Bhagavad Gita, Vidya Vinaya Sampane, Gramine Gavihastini, Sunikeva Sopakesha, Pandita Samadarshinaha, which means everyone is a Jivatma and is equal. But due to their association and their karma, they take certain bodies and everything. And yes, we have to distance and protect our own consciousness at some times. But we should still be respectful uh, to other jivatmas. And the respect should also be a little bit more higher to other devatas and adi devatas. Vaishnavas doesn't mean become disrespectful and greater than Surya devata and moon devata. <laughs> we cannot even survive without sun and moon. I mean, imagine for a second if sun and moon stop working. Nothing will be left in this, uh, no water, no tide, uh, scientifically, right? I'm, I can tell about this. Nothing will be left. So we should also be thankful, right? Because even Krishna says, even Vivasvate, he first told this science to, you know, Surya Devada. And so, the other thing is this, Bhagavan always rewards good deeds. and he's, But he's also bound by laws of karma. He knows when to bestow his grace upon us. So, when the question comes is, uh, why is that? It may take a while for us to reverse the negative karma. So, we have accumulated lot of prarabdha karma. One millions and millions of lifetimes of birth we have taken. And uh, then one can question, how is that? Yeah, that is the amount we have accumulated. No matter we chant so much and we do so much penance, it cannot be just extinguished. Yes, it is said it is extinguished. The question is, how much are we doing? How much have we done? We don't know. So then what happens then? 
to start enjoying the fruit of those good deeds, but it is bound to happen in time. See, that is the vishwasam one should have. Some people may get discouraged, right? Because of the reason that we are doing so much and we are not seeing effect. Yes, you could have been far worse than this. Krishna is at least doing this much. And as you said, Krishna, Bhagawan is equal to all his children. I mean, let's say in a family you have three children and everyone everyone wants the biggest chocolate. I mean, everyone cannot get at the same time. I'm just using a simple example. So, till such a time arrives, we merely need to keep up with the good karma. So, that is that is the... That is what it is. That it, We cannot just extinguish in one day as we say. If that is the case, then all of us should not have any suffering at all. It, it, this is not a question of negativity. It's actually being humble and positive to say that we should always rely on Bhagavan's protection of his feet. The more and more we do, like Prahalada, no matter whatever happened, his Vishwasam was there as a five-year-old five boy. That is an example for us. If a five-year-old boy can rely on Narsimadev's protection, why why can't we rely on that? That he will come to protect. That 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 is the thing. But the the pastime of Sudama and Krishna show that we have to continue with our good karma. We have to continue doing our penance, our chanting, as we do Hare Krishna mantram, as we do other practices. We have to continue doing this. You know, and slowly they will start reducing step by step. So, and then the other thing is, bhakti or devotion to God is also important. Because ultimately, He wants us to come back to Him. We live in a bhautika sansaram, which means there is responsibility of maintaining people around us, family, work and everything like that. But in the end of the day, His goal is to see us come back also. So, by doing good karma and good deeds and eventually taking bhakti yoga, right? That is how we actually go back to him. So, yes, it is a very high utopian philosophy where it says we cannot, we should not expect anything material in return. But that is, that is the right thing. That is Sudama Krishna. But in the course of time, till you come to that, you, you, you know, it is okay to ask, but eventually to use it for the service of Krishna, and people around us to help them, you know, elevate themselves to Bhakti Yoga. So, this is one of the Leela on Akshaya Triti. Also, the, another significance in Akshaya Triti is Parushurama appeared on Akshaya Triti day, actually. And Parushurama is an avataram of Bhagavan Krishna, or Vishnu as we say. And the reason for this, in short, is because, you know, the world was increasing with a lot of Kshatriyas. And Kartavirya Arjuna was one Kshatriya king was present. He was actually even he was even more powerful than Ravana himself actually. He imprisoned Ravana. Actually it so happened that uh, Kartavirya Arjuna was once having some Leela and pastimes with his own uh, group of people. And to show his strength of valor of thousand arms. That is Kartavirya Arjuna had thousand arms actually. So he stopped the flow of a river. And when Ravana was there, it so happened that uh, Ravana became very furious. And basically, Ravana, you know, the Rakshasa clan, everyone wants to know who is great. 
Ravana from the Rakshasa was from the Rakshasa clan actually. So Ravana is actually uh, you know son of Vishrava and uh, Kubera and I will also talk about it a little bit today. Kubera is also brother of Ravana as we know and uh, they both are from the same father. So Ravana gets imprisoned by Kartavirya Arjuna and uh, Ravana realizes that he is no match for him. So now it so happens that Jamadagni is the father of uh, Parashurama. And Jamadagni had Kamadhenu cow. The Kamadhenu cow, cow is supposed to be a very sacred animal. And it is as it is a mother for us and worshipable. And uh, it is said that Goraksha, Godanam is one of the highest kind of, you know, good karma deed one can do. In fact, I was uh, recently seeing, it was very surprising to me that there's a there's a lady who got a Bharat Ratna award in India. It was a couple of years ago that she's a German woman. She's not not a I won't say I shouldn't say the word uh, not like a initiated person or anything like this. Just a normal person. She decided to leave everything, come to India to take care of cows, you know. And she's doing a phenomenal job, uh, and that is extremely good karma, you can say. See, as as Vaishnavas and devotees, we cannot. We cannot start looking everyone who is, who is a Vaishnava and not. A lot of people also do good karma. And we have to actually appreciate that. Because indirectly, because of them only, many of us also get cow milk and everything. Here also and in India also. So, that is why the story of Sudama and Krishna show that how looking everybody towards eventual equality helps to also advance ourselves. And... Chaitanya Mahaprabhu keeps on, has stressed so many times, Tranad api sunichena, api sunishna. That is the most, one of the most important verses actually. If you say, if you keep, one should chant Shishta Ashtakam every day, one should follow it and imbibe it. So, of course, Kartavira Arjuna comes to Jamadagni's ashrama and it so happens that uh, he sees the cow and uh, he is so astonished that uh, Jamadagni is able to provide everything for all his followers and everything like that, Kartavira Arjuna. So, eventually, the king becomes very puffed. He wants to steal this cow for himself. And then, when uh, uh, Jamadagni is out of the ashrama, the, the cow comes and he steals it. So, eventually, the, the, the Leela goes just to shorten it that, uh, you know, Jamadagni is slain by the sons of Kartavira Arjuna. And then, eventually, Parshurama comes to know about it. And, and eventually, goes to slay, you know, uh, the uh, all the Kshatriya kings. So, this is one Leela which happens on Akshaya Triti. The third is actually also on this day that Mahabharata was written by, uh, was, com- was composed by Vyasadev and uh, Ganesha wrote Mahabharata, the whole Bhagavata Purana and Mahabharata. And one of the, one of the rule which Ganesha had was he should do non-stop dictation. Non-stop dictation which means without any interruption. So, now, Vyasadeva, of course, he is also avataram of Krishna. He's all, of course, he knows the Leela, but he is very perplexed. So, what he does is, many times you will see in, Ma, in Mahavaratam itself, that some of the words are very complicated and the sentences are very complicated, so when he composes it. So, because what happens is, when Vyasadeva wants to drink some water or take a break, Ganesha think about, you know, so he composes it very fast, so that way it takes, uh, you know, takes time. So, this is another day and also there is a thing that because, uh, which I cannot verify 100% but at least I know that one of the tusks of Ganesha is broken because of the fact that as his pen dries up, 
because one of the vow he takes is the dictation has to be continuous. So he breaks his task to continue writing it as a chalk, you know, for Mahabharata. The other thing is uh, Akshaya Patra also happened. <laughs> Akshaya Triti, as we say, Draupadi and Akshaya Patra also happened this day. So once it so happened that, uh, you know, Draupadi and the Yudhishthira Maharaj and all the the five Pandavas are in the forest as part of their, you know, uh, requirement to stay away from the kingdom. And one of the boons which Draupadi had obtained, Yudhishthira Maharaj obtained from Suryadev is a Patram, Akshaya Patram. And the Patram was such that it will never, uh, once as soon as Draupadi is eating, it will feel infinite amount of food it can provide, Prashadam. But once Draupadi has eaten, then that's over for the day, that way. Now it so happened that Duruvasa Muni and his disciples once came. And uh, and it so happened that uh, obviously, uh, of course, they were very happy to receive Duruvasa Muni and all his shishyas. And it also so happened at that point is uh, everyone had finished eating and then Durvasa said, I will go take a bath, finish all my puja and come back. By the time Draupadi saw her pot, there was only one morsel left. Durvasa Muni, of course, people know him to be a little more on the short-tempered side as we say, but uh, but it so happened that, uh, uh, you know, she prayed to Krishna and Krishna came and he saw one fine morsel which is present. So, Krishna immediately ate the morsel and being Paramatma, see the Paramatma is present in all of us, every one of us. So, by satisfying him, it indirectly also satisfied Krishna made sure the Durvasa and his all disciples. So, the moment they take, they took bath and came out of the river, it so happened all of a sudden they became very full, stomach was very full as if they had just eaten right now. Then Durvasa and his disciples felt Oh, they said to each other, you know, we are feeling so full. Now, if we go back to the ashrama and if they, it is very disrespectful if you go to someone's home and they make so much uh, prasadam and food and you don't eat anything, then that is very disrespectful. Uh, and that is insulting the, the guest, it's the, the person who is receiving you, the host. So, immediately they decided to go away from there. So, this is the day also an Akshaya Patra is, which is celebrated, which this incident happened. Now, the another important thing which happened is actually, uh, is the descent of Ganges. <laughs> Ganges itself has descended from the earth, heavenly planets to Bhulokam on Akshaya Triti day. So, it so happens that uh, Sage Sagara, uh, he was uh, once doing uh, penance. You know, Ashwamedha Ashwamedha Yagya, after he defeated all the Rakshasas. He's from the Ikshvaku dynasty, which is the same dynasty as Rama. And it so happens that when he does Ashwamedha Yagya, and Ashwamedha Yagya is basically done as a horse is tied with the emblem of the kingdom and allowed to go around the whole universe. And whoever decides to accept, they will not challenge it. If they want to, they will come to conquer it, right? And only fight as part of the of that whole battle itself. Now, it so happens that this horse started roaming and it eventually went to Kapila Muni's ashrama. Kapila Muni, these, these, uh, the, the, the 60,000 sons of uh, uh, Sagara were very, very uh, angry when they saw this uh, Rishi Muni, that this horse came there. So, immediately they decided to go and actually challenge uh, Kapila Muni. 
Kabila Muni, by because of his penance itself, was immediately able to actually uh, uh, burn all of them to ashes. It so happened that another generation went, and it, at that point also, nothing happened. Then Bhagiratha came, who was the grandson of Sagara. He said, all my ancestors have actually uh, been perished like this to ashes. They have not gone to heavenly planets. Now, it's a very important thing here. Brahmanas have three runams. Deva, Rishi and Pitru runam. Uh, you know, it is nice to say we are all Shudra and everything that is correct by profession. But once you become, as a Vaishnava, you initiated and you are becoming a Brahmana. And you have three runam. People don't know in the sacred text there are three strands because there are three runams. Deva, Rishi and Putru. You can't just say I have, I don't have any depth at all. It is very, uh, it is nice to say like that, but that is the truth. You know, so that's why our diksha is called Brahmin diksha, not Shudra diksha. <laughs> okay, so it is, it is, uh, it is demeaning to say, yes, by profession we are what we are. But by qualification and doing what we are, we are actually becoming Brahmana or aspiring to become Brahmana. And every time we have to actually start following many things. Absolving the duty is is a, is a, is a excuse. <laughs> That's an easy way out. Right? You can't, you can't cheat Krishna as you know. So, so it so happens that all his uh, uh, forefathers, he is very displeased that they don't have the ability to even go back to heavenly planets. Because, see the purpose of heavenly planets, people think no one wants to go down to Rasatala and other places. The purpose of going to heavenly planets eventually is to also elevate oneself and get a better birth such that to follow devotional service and go back to Vaikuntha Lokam or Goloka Vrindavanam. That should be the goal. Heavenly planets, people can think is for enjoyment. Sure, you may go there, but you have to do some good deeds to even go somewhere. Right? Would you prefer to send someone to Patala or you want to send them to upstairs <laughs> to give them a better opportunity? That's how it is. I mean, in material universe, if you want to take an example, uh, I think I've given in a class before, um, you, as a human life, sometimes you need minimum, uh, what do you say, minimum facility and minimum requirements like food, you know, shelter and everything. And eventually when that is satisfied is when one can start advancing towards the aspect of spiritual life. Sure, there is an aspect where people can say if you become too material, then you will never go there. But even as Vaishnavas and devotees, everyone needs water, everyone needs money, everyone needs food for maintenance, right? Only then you have a peace of mind to, I can focus like that. So, even for Pitrus, it is important. In fact, it is seen in many cultures around the world. Lot of people, like you know, if you see South Americans and other people, they also worship, you know, they have the ancestor day, all this stuff. They worship in their own way. But this is all kind of offshoot of, you know, the in Kali Yuga, as they have come through Vedic Sanatana Dharma, they have watered down and become like that. But they are all actually coming. The source is Vedic knowledge only. The worship of Pitru is all coming like that only. Now that is in mode of ignorance and other things which we don't want to talk about. But the mode of the three Ranams I was saying, Deva, Rishi and uh, uh, Pitru. Deva because as I said, all the Devatas and Adi Devatas provide for us. 
Rishi, yes, through all sages and everything is how we have got all this. Without Vyasadev, we have no Bhagavatam. We have no, nothing is there. No Puranam, no Upanishad, nothing is there. And Pitru, because we have to be indebted to our ancestors. Because without them, we would have not got this body. So, we have an obligation to them. So, obviously, it so happens that uh, Bhagiratha does penance. And in the penance, uh, he prays to Mother Ganges to say, uh, so Kapila, he first goes to Kapilamuni and says, I want deliverance for all my uh, ancestors. And there actually, um, Kapilamuni advises him, you pray to Ganges and if Ganges wants to come. Now, the origination of Ganges, why it is pure is because when Bhagawan took Avataram as Tirvikrama, the three steps he took, you know, to cover as Bali Maharaj gave him, one of the foot when he put in the heavenly planets is when his toe pierced, water came out. And that water which flows out of Bhagawan's foot is Ganges. That is why it is pure always. Yes, in material universe today, I understand in the current situation, we read stuff where the visual appearance of Ganges looks very different. But it is always purifying. The best example I can give is this. If you look at what... And this is the the purifying power of the sun itself, right? Sun, no matter if you look at it, any water, it is present in dirt. The water which evaporates from it always becomes pure and becomes cloud and gives us water. That is the power of Surya Devata, actually. So, Ganges also has purifying power because it flows from the charanam of Bhagawan. And that which touches Bhagawan's charanam always is pure. It says, Tatpado Pavitram, Tatpado Dagam Pavitram. That which is your feet which is pure and that which flows and touches from your feet is even purer. <laughs> so, uh, so then, uh, he, so Ganges says, if the force which I come on to actually to Bhulokam, it will not be able to sustain. So, uh, he prays. So, what happens is actually, uh, Bhagirita goes, see, he says, uh, this is just in the Canto 9. It says, uh, those who are saintly because of devotional service and are therefore in the renounced order, free from material desires and who are pure devotees, expert in following regulative mensible pressures in the Vedas, are always glorious and pure in behavior, unable to deliver the foreign souls. When pure devotees bathe in your water, the sinful reactions accumulated from other people will certainly be counteracted. For such persons, such devotees, always keep the core of their hearts with Bhagavan, who can vanquish all sinful reactions. That is why it is said, the association of sadhu and Vaishnavas is very important, right? To get such things. So, in so happens, so Shiva is the one who decides, yes, so be it. So, uh, Bhagirata plays to Lord Shiva. And Shiva being Ashutosha gets pleased and he decides to receive Ganges. That's why we know Shiva opens his matted locks and uh, Ganges flows. In fact, if you see Mount Kailasha where it is located today, the one of the uh, the tributaries which flows, in fact, Lake Mansarovar which is present in China and Nepal, right? It is a source of Brahmaputra as well as Ganges and all, all rivers actually speaking, right? The tributaries which flow to there. So actually, even etymology, that's how it flows, that it is received. Now, uh, see, so the, the, the slokam says that 
ततेति रजनभीतम सर्वलोक हिता शिव ददावार हितो गंगम पदापूत जालम हरे वेन भगीरथ अप्रोच लॉर्ड शिवा एंड रिक्वेस्टेड हिम टू सस्टेन द फोर्सफुल वेव्स ऑफ गैंजस लॉर्ड शिवा एक्सेप्टेड दिस प्रपोजल बाय सेइंग सो बी इट देन विद ग्रेट अटेंशन ही सस्टेन्ड द गैंजस ऑन हिज हेड फॉर द वाटर ऑफ गैंजस इज प्यूरिफाइंग हैविंग एमिनेटेड फ्रॉम द टोज ऑफ लॉर्ड विष्णु सो व्हेन सो देन व्हेन द सेज ब्रॉट द गैंजस टू अर्थ एंड ही स्प्रिंकल्ड इट ऑन द एशेस so all his forefathers were the pitrus were able to at least go to heavenly planets actually so this is one of the the leela which ganges also descends and the day actually with akshayatriti happens and also it is said that when uh, when the ganges started flowing she was so still so if you have ever gone to ganges the flow of ganges is very fast i mean it is it is very fast we <laughs> i mean unlike other rivers you would be surprised how fast it flows not from the top i i'm not talking when you go to uh, upper himalayas even when you go close to kolkata and mayapur it is flowing extremely fast right so at those days the, the flow was so fast and so say janava was present and he was quite astonished at the fact that ganges is destroying everything his crops and the field and everything so he actually swallows ganges but bagiratha place so uh, janava rishi re- releases ganges from his right ear that is why it is said the right ear for brahmanas represent you know purity that's why you hear mantras from the right ear you know many people don't know that when you wear sacred thread in certain activities you tie the sacred thread to the right ear for that reason because it is still purifying so this is the leela of actually uh, ganges descending Yeah, there is another another leela which is present that uh, also kubera became actually the the lord of the the, the guardian of the wealth the treasurer of the devatas in this uh, you know now this is very beautiful so people think about kubera uh, the way most people think about kubera is yeah he is a he is a yaksha and he is the brother of ravana and he actually builds lanka and ravana of course being rakshasa quality conquers his own brother dethrone him to get a lanka itself which is a city of gold in those days which is what is was there so kubera is supposed to be uh, the vajrarar on 12th now a wonderful leela is present is uh, as we know in tirupati venkateshwara is present and kubera in order for this past time to happen when venkateshwara comes in kaliyuga as avataram vishnu has come as avataram uh, he has taken a loan for marriage to padmavati why is this loan what is the significance uh, so in kaliyuga we know that kali lie kali purusha lies in gold and many other vices which we know gold whatever we want to say money or gold the representation lies so there is a very wonderful actually uh, conversation actually between i will summarize this as quickly as possible so it's very beautiful so uh, so he says he talks to lakshmi devi right so venkateshwara is actually quite perturbed about the debt he has taken and he's talking to lakshmi devi and he says uh, you know we pray to shrimati radhanya lakshmi devi yes when we want money we can pray for de- for devotion but everyone asks for money which is natural <laughs> you can so you know 
the other thing is you cannot disrespect one or the other so so uh, sri hari says don't give me uh, uh, lakshmi devi says i can give you all the money after all it is there's only right everything the whole universe is there sri hari says don't give me the money now i will pay with the interest regularly and clear off the debt by the end of kaliyuga okay till then i will stay on seshachalam which is the seven hills you know in tirupati and rule the people and purge their sins the people in kaliyuga commit many sins and become patients then they cry out for me and i have to save them i do attract their evil deeds upon their earnings and i dispel their difficulties and take money from them and give it to my devotees so uh, the money i take from the virtuous will be given to kubera in the form of interest actually it is said that today venkateshwara is only still paying only the interest only he is not even paying the principal so lakshmi devi says uh, uh, i have a, I, i wrote a promissory note to kubera that i would clear this debt keeping the end of kaliyuga as a peripheral line then lakshmi says you are denying the money i want to give to you you are asking me to give to the people why is that <laughs> because see she is giving the money to all other people around and that money is coming through her and then back to him she says uh, they don't do, in kaliyuga people don't do good works of charity and righteousness that's why they suffer with poverty how can i give money to such kind of people so she says that uh, then sri hari replies that see it is my liking to bestow salvation to the deserving and protect the virtuous paritranaya sadhunam vinasahesa dushtam again by giving the result of their virtues so sri hari tells his wife lakshmi devi that you are a friend of prosperity it is your duty to present prosperity and pro- and prosperity property and prosperity to the people my my duty is to take money from them dispel their difficulties offer boons like presenting progeny and make them happy so lakshmi devi asked the people won't do charitable deeds why should i give them wealth why should they give it to you when they gain wealth they will cultivate equal qualities like kama krodha modha pride uh, you know other things then uh, so he so bhagwan replies to lakshmi devi says what you said is true there is a secret in it the people commit mistakes and become patients then they recollect me i appear in their dreams and ask them to submit vow offerings increasing interest in inter- interest for them i will try to come them to make to come to me the money they give will be used for divided and distributed for good for good and charitable works actually so hence you give them plenty of wealth even if charity is meager i will grant them boons and make them take up charities so through this op- through this offering though this offering is little it becomes doubled if we don't observe this secret kalipurusha will discredit destroy all kind of good deeds also so and cause sufferings that is why i request you to grant wealth to the people if i clear the debt now i may have to re- uh, i i may have to remain here empty hand <laughs> so uh, this is the ultimate understanding from an external standpoint people may think that 
people go and ask boon to Tirupati and all this stuff. But you can see the conversation between Sri Hari and Lakshmi Devi. Bhulokam, Bhu Devi is also mother for all of us. And her desire is for all Jeevatmas to go back to Bhagavan's abode. How will they go back if they don't even remove their karma? So, and in Kali Yuga, the majority of karma is all accumulated in gold. That is why it is said, dhanam, charity is very important. Any kind of dhanam, yatha shakti is the right word in Sanskritam. It means, not question of how much your bank balance, we all have responsibilities. From your heart, what you can give dhanam is what is important. As Krishna says, patram pushpam phalam toyam yove bhakta prachayati, whatever you give as an offering, a child may offer, also offer a fruit, a leaf. Any person can offer whatever he can. That is what Bhagavan wants, that love and devotion. And so, as we can see in the conversation between Srihari and Lakshmi Devi, why is that is, people say, they go to Tirupati to pray, but actually, by giving the dhanam, they are getting rid of all that the bad karma which is present. So, this is actually Lakshmi Devi's blessing. <laughs> and how Bhagavan is incarnated as, you know, Venkatachanapati there to basically take this from us. See, the more we are attached to all this wealth, the more we will always stay here. It doesn't mean, yes, we need some sustenance and everything like that. And that's why the pastime of Sudama comes is, no matter how much Krishna would have given to Sudama, he has never been attached to the wealth. So, the question to us is, we can also pray, yes, we have prarabdha karma, and the patience to do is continue to do good karma. And when Bhagavan realizes this is the right time, he will give it to us. Because he is the best person to know what is right for each and every one of his children. The other, uh, the last other thing is, uh, as you can see, how significant Sakshatriti Day is. The last, the last thing is actually on this day, is actually... Uh, uh, the chariots in Jagannath Puri are actually, start, the work actually starts on Akshaya Triti. They actually start making the chariot for the Rathyatra today. So just, just a quick summary only, I would say, the three chariots in Jagannath Puri we make, for Jagannatha is called Nandi Gosha, for Balabhadra is called Taladvaja, and Subhadra is called Darpadalana. And uh, interestingly, the wheels, like you know, there are 16 wheels on Jagannath's chariot, 14 wheels on Balabhadra's chariot, 12 wheels on uh, Subhadra's chariot. They use 832 pieces of wood for Jagannath's chariot, 763 for Balabhadra's and 593 for Subhadra's chariot. And then of course the colors on Jagannath's chariot are red and yellow, uh, which is associated with the Dhaja, the guardian is Garuda. For Balabhadra is red and bluish green, Vasudeva. And then for Subhadra is red and black is Jayadurga. So you can see the Akshaya Triti is a very it was a very auspicious day yesterday. So these are all the I mean I just only concised eight or nine portions of all the the wonderful things. So it it is a very auspicious day to pray for the mercy of Bhagavan Sri Krishna that we should also be eternally. It's not a question of wealth. It is also praying for increasing our devotional service and also knowing from the Leela of 
surrender what Draupadi showed to Krishna, praying to him, Sudama, in spite of getting the wealth, not being attached, right? How Ganges has come, I mean, uh, you know, if, if talking about Ganges is, I don't think even I, his few minutes is, is required. Bhishma Pitama, who is son of Ganges, who comes, right? What to talk about, uh, you know, him composing Vishnu Sahasrama, who is son and he is trained. So, it is the beauty of, you know, our uh, Shastra, which shows that there are certain days which are quite obvious and doing penance and remembering Bhagwan helps us to clear that karmic debt and go towards devotional service. Right? And the most important thing I said is we have to continue being patient and not stop what we are doing. Yes, there will be impediments which will come and some could be considered as tests. Some are also our own free will which we decide to go away. Bhagwan never turns his face from us. We turn away from him. So, this is the summary. So, I will just end for today. A little longer class. So, Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Thank you. Any, if you have any comments, thoughts or... Yes. We have, we have to respect those people who are uh, who are actually practicing Vedic Shastra and philosophy. We were also many lifetimes before not like this. It takes time for all of us to come to that. So, yes, we can say they may not be perfect. Are we perfect? No. They are at least following Sanatana Dharma somewhat. You know, a lot of people, uh, like in, you know, in Gaya, they do Gaya Shradam. Even Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to Gaya Shradam to do Pindadanam, actually. We have to respect the Brahmanas. Even if they are Brahmanas, what they are doing, we have to respect them. Without that, there is, uh, you know, lot of Brahmanas chant Gayatri Mantram. You know, there is a lot of significance all of this. So, as Vaishnavas, we have to be grateful that because of all of this is only rains come and, you know, other aspect happens. And that is why I keep saying so many times that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's verse of Tranadapi Sunichena, Tarorapi Sunishna is, is very, very important. You know, Shikshashtakam should be on our, constantly on our minds. If you think about it, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we read Chaitanya Charitamrita, but the most significant thing he has given is Shikshashtakam. If, if one can follow every aspect of Shikshashtakam, life will be perfect. It is not easy, but we have to try and aspire. As says, uh, yes, to come to the stage of Aslisya Vapadaratam is, is, is very high, but we have to aspire. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given every step for us. Every, if you read every verse of them and how we follow. So, thank you, Prabhuji. Thank you for listening. And uh, thank you for all the people on online who are listening. So, Hare Krishna. Anantakoti Vaishnavarindaki Jai.